Hello and welcome to the Student Voice podcast. My name is Caroline Duggan and I will be hosting this new podcast series from NUI Galway. Over the next number of weeks, I will be chatting with current NUI Galway students about their particular course. So if you are a leaving or pre-leaving cert student and you are considering your university options for next year, then this podcast is definitely for you. Likewise, if you're a parent, guardian, teacher, or maybe a guidance counsellor of a Leaving Cert class, please share the link and encourage your students to listen in. Because hopefully, hearing these first-hand accounts from current students will really help a student in their decision-making process. My guest today is Evan O'Flaherty. Evan is from Galway and attended secondary school in St. Joseph's Secondary School here in the city, better known as the Bish, and he also attended Yates College. Evan is in third year of his five-year medical degree, that's CAO code GY501 here at NUI Galway. Evan, you are very welcome to the Student Voice podcast. Thanks for having me, Caroline. It's great to come on and be part of this podcast. Great. Thanks, Evan. Evan, I want to begin by taking you back to the Leaving Search year. Was the dream always to study medicine? Jeez, I think you'd have to probably take me back to first year secondary school. And I think even if you, if, if you ask first year secondary school, Evan, do you want to study medicine? I think he probably would say, yeah. Going up through the whole way through secondary school, junior cert, Leaving Cert, it was always either medicine or medicine or business. And I kind of picked my leaving search subjects to reflect that. So I had my business, I had my accounting, and then if I wanted to do business, and then I picked my biology and I picked my physchem if I wanted to do medicine. But it was it was very very clear to me it was either going to be one or the other, and I think I was just looking for a bit of. I think probably deep down I knew I wanted to do medicine, and that I just had business and I was interested in business. But it, it was always either one of the two. Okay, and that's really interesting there, your subject choices. So you really kept all your options open. You took the business, you took the two science. Uh, so that, that, that's really interesting, Evan, you know, and I suppose it's, it's good advice to give any student. If you're not 100% sure when you're selecting those leaving cert subjects, keep your options open. Yeah, no, 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 it is very important. And I think the thing with medicine as well, you, you, need, you need to be doing very well in your subjects. So you have to be picking subjects you know you're going to do well in. And I think I knew it was very hard to get a H1 or an A1 in English. So I decided to pass English so that I could take up another subject in a higher level. And I knew I'd have a better chance of getting getting on well in that, really. But I, I think keeping your options open, but keeping them focused to the course you have in mind. So having the business subjects and having the, the science subjects did give me a bit of basic basic knowledge before going into those two courses. Yeah, 100%. Great. Um, you touched there on points. Um, no point in beating around the bush. Uh, the points for medicine are high. And on, on top of that, not alone have you to get the points from the leaving cert, you also have to secure the HPAT. So can you tell me a little bit about your approach to that, Evan? Yeah, no, no, you're, you're right. It, it's all about the points. And you can do very well in the leaving cert and still not get enough points in the HPAT. And that's what happened to me the first time round that I did well in my leaving cert. It just the HPAT let me down the first year, the first year round. So I think if you forget about one, 
you end up you you won't you have to give them equal enough focus or you have to do it but you have to have the lead insert and the HBAT in your mind at all times really because if you do very well in your lead insert but don't do well in your HBAT you're not going to get in and if you just do your HBAT do do well in your HBAT and not well in your lead insert you won't be able to get in so I I think the, even the first year I did the HBAT I, I think I overstudied it and they're two very different exams and I say to younger students now and it, it doesn't make sense to you when you're 16 17 but the amount of study you put in in your leave insert will be proportionate to the results you get. So the more study you do in your leave insert, the better points you'll get. But in the HBAT, there becomes a point where it isn't proportionate so that you can actually overstudy for the HBAT. And I think once you get past this point, your score can almost decrease because you're just studying too much of the HBAT. So I think with your initial work in the HBAT will help you with your HBAT score, but definitely don't overdo it. And that's what I was, that's what my main focus was the second time around doing the HBAT. That's amazing. That's really, really um, insightful advice and only advice you'd get from someone who's been through the process. So thanks for that, Evan. Um, just to move on to the course itself, Evan, you know, what is a typical day like for a, a student doctor? Yeah, so I, 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 the typical day has changed because COVID and I'm sure every course, the typical day has changed. But the, the basics is the same. And I'm kind of at the preclinical stage. I'm transitioning over of my transitioning ceremony next week, I think, to the clinical stage. But for a preclinical student, you'd typically have your lectures in the morning. So you'd have about two or three hours of lectures in the morning. And then you might have a break for an hour or two. So get some lunch, go, go to the library. <clears throat> and then you would have in either a lab in the afternoon, you'd have a practical session in the afternoon, or you might have your afternoon off. And then depending on it, what point of the semester you're in or if you'd something due you'd be looking at the evening time going to a bit of study so it is a lot of work but it is enjoyable at the same time and I think things become much easier when other people are around you are going through the same stuff as you so that if all your mates are studying hard it, it doesn't make it as bad um, but you know it, it is very very interesting as a student doctor and the practical sessions, I think, are very rewarding. You're le you're learning how to do physical exams on patients, so you're you're learning basic clinical skills, and then your lectures in the morning would be teaching you the academic side of things. Great. Um, so you mentioned there, you're you know you're you're transitioning to a clinical. So can you talk to me a little bit about your clinical placement? When does that start, and where will you be going to do yours? Yeah. So my clinical placement starts. From January, I think it's January 4th, and I will be going to Goa University Hospital, and I'll be in Goa University Hospital from January until the following December, and then I'll be going up to Sligo from the following January, so January 2022 to the following December, and then I'll be back to Galway for a semester then. And it's a, it's a long time coming, and I'm, I'm very happy to finally get on placement because it's been maybe four or five years in the library or four or five years very academic focus so it is good to get on the wards and I think the typical day as a as a clinical student will be very different to a preclinical student where you'll be meeting patients day to day and it'll be much more of a focus on clinical skills whereas in the last three or four years it's been kind of focused on getting the knowledge and it is very important you do need to get that knowledge before you go in and meet patients um so no uh go away for the first for the first year and then Sligo for the second year so I am looking forward to to going up to Sligo and um, it's meant to be a very nice town and it'll be it's it's a bit of a smaller hospital than Galway so I think from what I've heard from older students you're you're almost more part of the team there um, and it, it's meant to be very good when a student gets to Galway. 
Great. That's really interesting, Evan. Um, Evan, you're also the Students' Union Rep for the College of Medicine, Nursing and Health Sciences. So can you tell me a little bit about that role? You know, how did it come about and, and what do you have to do in that role? Yeah, so so what that position is, because it's, the position is the convener, and I really didn't even know what the position meant until after I got elected. But no, I was elected back back in March. And what I do is I represent medicine, nursing, health science students on the executive of the students' union, so that any decision made by the students' union is factoring those three groups of students in, and that if there's any issues which come up with those students, I kind of bring it to the executive and see what can be done. So I think the way I got involved with it was being a class rep in in, in first year and kind of getting involved in the union, and then I just decided last February or last March that I was going to go for this, and I'd talked to a few of the previous conveners, and it, it's proved very, very, um, very rewarding, and it's great because I think you, when you're in medicine, you can kind of get focused on the medicine side of things. But this has allowed me to open my mind and to see what medicine or what nursing students go through and what health science students go through. And we're all going to be working together in the future. So it was great to see how their college experience is and the different issues they face. Um, so, no, it, it's very I definitely recommend getting involved in the students union when, when you come to college. It, it, it is very, very good. And I suppose it's important too, because I mean, you know, the 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 demands on on a medical student are so significant. It is good to have something else, you know, just to balance that out, isn't it, Evan? Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's having something extracurricular and it, being involved in the students' union. You get to make so many new friends, and not just medicine friends. You get to make friends from so many different courses. So it is having something else. It's all about balance. Um and having something that at seven o'clock or eight o'clock in the evening, you can switch off from the medicine side of things and um, just focus on something else. Evan, you gave some really excellent study tips to students at our recent virtual open day. And I was just wondering, would you mind recapping on some of those for our listeners today who maybe missed our talk at the virtual open day? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I think the main, the, the main topic I was talking on was just being organized and when I say organized it's organizing everything so every aspect of your life has to be organized so that you've color-coded folders for the subjects you're doing you've a diary which you know when your class tests are on so that you know what's on that class test so you can study the material on your class test and just having your your study space at home organized so that you're not not able to study because you're missing paper or something and as well just what we're touching on balance balance is so so important and you need to have something you can be doing in the evening other than school wise so even getting out for a run 10 or 15 minutes or even just a walk clear your head um i, I think it, that's very important for a leaving cert student and then another important point i was religious on was that after i think for me it was nine o'clock but I think I've now I've moved it on to 10 o'clock because I have a little bit more to be doing. But after nine o'clock in the evening, stop all your studies, stop everything. Because work you're putting in after nine or 10 o'clock at night isn't useful work. You're better off going to bed, getting a good night's sleep and then waking up with a fresh mind tomorrow and learning the information. Because you might remember the stuff in the short term if you're learning it after nine or 10 o'clock. But think about the leaving cert. You're learning stuff in October. You're learning stuff in November. You need it for the long term, not the short term. So I think main tips would be be organized, have that balance and make sure you're getting a good night's sleep and getting some exercise.
That's great, Evan. That's just really, really fantastic advice. So if there's Leaving Cert students listening to us today, um, maybe um, implement some of those suggestions that Evan has given us, because I, I really do think you will see the results on the day of the Leaving Cert results. Evan, just quickly, if I could take you back to the Leaving Cert year, back to that 17, 18 year old self, what would be the one piece of advice you would give yourself? Oh, I don't think I have one piece of advice. I think I have 100 pieces of advice I give to myself. Um, I think the main one I, I'd say to 17-year-old Evan would be enjoy the journey. And I think it's very important for medicine students, especially or students who are going for high points, they're going for that big goal. They for, can forget about it. And you can go from studying hard for your junior cert to studying hard for your leaving cert. And then all of a sudden you get into medicine and that's great. And then you're studying hard for your first year medicine exams. And then you're studying hard for your final med exams and all of a sudden you're final studying hard for your specialty exams. And that's 15 years there, which can go by very quick. So I think you need to enjoy the journey. You're working hard through them, but you got to appreciate it. You got to enjoy the times. You got to go meet your friends. It is a 15 years long road. So don't let those years go by. And especially, I think just one other piece I'd give, I'd give myself would be, I didn't get the HBAT the first time around. Don't get bogged down by that and thinking, oh, it's the end of the world. It, trust me, it really, really isn't the end of the world. If you don't get your leaving cert, you don't get your HBAT the first time around. When you come into medicine, you'll find, I'd say the majority of students didn't get in the first time around. So take it easy. And try, there's so many different ways into medicine, be it repeating your leaving cert, repeating your HBAT, or even doing graduate medicine. And um Yes. So just don't be too hard on yourself over one exam, which you can repeat New Year. You're young and what's for you won't pass you. Great, Evan. Thank you so much. And, and you know, there is it is true. If that is your dream, if medicine is your dream, then, you know, there are other routes and you just have to keep focused on that. Evan, I want to first of all, I want to wish you the very best of luck in your in your upcoming placements. I want to wish you the best of luck in your career. I think you're going to make a fantastic doctor and you are already a fantastic ambassador for NUI Galway. So thank you for taking the time to join me today. Great, Caroline. Thanks so much and best of luck to all the future Leaving Cert students. Thanks, Evan. Thank you. So to our listeners today, thank you for joining us. Um, I'm looking forward to having you all on with us next week on the Student Voice podcast and um, for more student course insights and some some great advice and tips from our students. So until then, Slonga Fall. Mm-hmm.